This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flynn. Who was it? Was it Lindsey Graham or was it Rush Limbaugh? Did Rush Limbaugh have the? I think Rush had the parody song. He was his show. I mean, I tell you what, they had the best parody songs you could find. Uh, I I can't remember. So I can't remember. Maybe Lin, maybe it was in response to something Lindsey Graham uh, had to say. But remember, they did a a spin on that. What was it? A 1950s or a 1960s song? I'll bet. I'll bet trivia Travis will know the answer to that one. But but they uh, they did the song. Bomb 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 Iran. Bomb 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 Iran. You know how that one goes and uh, uh oh barbara ann i think was what what they were actually saying there but instead of barbara ann uh in that uh kind of slightly obnoxious grease soundtrack sound to it they uh said a barbara ann they said bomb iran well uh pakistan took that literal pakistan took that literal i don't know if you guys have been uh, watching some of this uh foreign policy news because uh, to us the most important foreign policy news is also the most important domestic policy news which is this invasion taking place on our own southern border but uh if you didn't know what's going on uh uh basically iran launched swell let's back up a little bit so Qasem Soleimani he was the terrorist mastermind of of Iran Donald Trump took him out several years ago so they were doing like a five-year anniversary and then boom and it's nasty stuff I mean look hey at the end of the day these types of terrorist attacks shouldn't be happening anywhere but basically a radical Sunni extremist group a Sunni Muslim extremist group basically launched a terror attack at the Soleimani uh, anniversary deal and killed what was it, like 70 some people maybe more by now i can't remember the exact numbers and so a sunni extremist group took uh took a, a credit for the terrorist attack inside of iran and so then iran uh launched retaliatory strikes inside of pakistan think about that uh so so now Pakistan is launching retaliatory strikes inside of Iran. So, man, just to tell you what, I, I you know, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing um, Dr. Meridad Kia from the University of Montana. I'd be interested in hearing his take on this and you know, what it potentially means. I mean, I mean, you know, you talk about Joe Biden getting us on the brink of World War Three. Now you got, you know, uh, you know, Pakistan uh, bomb, 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 bomb in Iran. You had Iran uh, bomb, bomb, bomb in Pakistan. Uh, and so, man, yeah, and that, that's just the latest craziness going on uh, on the global front right now. Uh, let's see. Lots to talk about this morning here on the show. Uh, you know, speaking of our southern border, I got kind of a kick out of this story. I, I put a nice featurey story on our website. There's a, a young lady. She's an eighth grader at Lewis and Clark Middle School in Billings. And really cool deal. She's uh, She's building a Lego wall. And uh, I think it's at the Boys and Girls Club. I got to go to our Montana Talks website to see the full story here. But but she's trying to get donated Legos or people can donate money. And, and basically, she wants these kids to help build that wall, a Lego wall uh, at, uh, at at one of the local clubs. And just a great way to get kids engaged and, and have some fun. And, and uh, so anyway, kind of a cool deal. I put that story on our on our Montana Talks website so you can help go build that wall. Securing America. Wednesday, the White House officially designated the Yemen-based Houthi rebels as a global terrorist group, following that group's continued attacks on international merchant ships in the Red Sea. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. 
These attacks are a clear example of terrorism, violation of international law, and a major threat to innocent lives and to global commerce. Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Patrick Ryder said during a briefing, recent U.S. strikes on Houthi positions in Yemen have had the desired effect. We believe that overall, in terms of the scope and the number of strikes that we took, we have degraded uh, their ability to attack. And General Ryder says the next move is actually up to the Iranian-backed group. The Houthis need to ask themselves how much of their capability do they want degraded uh, and disrupted uh, in light of these illegal, reckless, and dangerous attacks. Get me rescued. Fox News. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, for Pete's sake, the Associated Press, you guys are a freaking joke. Uh, what a freaking joke. You know, what a what a joke. Of, I mean, it, it, and you want to call yourselves a news organization. I, I mean, man, good night. So I, I haven't seen AP headlines in a, in a long time, but they got three of them today, uh, three of them today. And they have one about about uh, Governor Greg Gianforte uh, officially announcing that he will be running for reelection. And, and it's so it's, you just have to laugh at these clowns. OK, property taxes, property taxes. What's been going on with property taxes since I was a teenager? Probably even before then, some of you guys who are who are 60s or 70s kids, you could tell me. Uh, but let me tell you, as an 80s and 90s kids, I know people that have been property taxed off of their property. You know, maybe they 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 lived in a nice place, but maybe they and but maybe they didn't have the nicest house, but they just lived in a nice place. And as everybody else wants to live in that nice place. Boom, the property values go up and then they end up uh, paying more property taxes and some of them can't afford it. So they have to move or they end up dipping into their life savings to cover it or whatever. Right. So the point being is that we have a fundamentally flawed property tax system that needs to be overhauled in Montana that I believe should not be based off of the value of your home. You know, okay, you, you buy a house at $80,000 in 1988. Why should you be taxed on the value of it now being $880,000 potentially uh, in, in, in 2024, right? When you, you've been living there since 1988. And so it's just, it, it's an absurd system that we have. So if property taxes go up, they go up because property values go up and because uh, by and large local or and or county governments raise your taxes or also because hey you gotta vote yes for kids vote yes for kids well and and then a bunch of people jump on the bandwagon for that and boom your property taxes go up and up and up and up again so the point being is that property taxes uh, unfortunately, this has been a way of life in Montana. They have always been going up. But what Governor Greg Gianforte and the Republican supermajority did was they actually gave Montana some relief. And they gave you property tax rebates. Your taxes, your property taxes went up under Bullock. They went up under Schweitzer. They even went up under J Judy March, likely, and, and Roscoe and everybody else before them. But this Republican supermajority and this governor delivered a property tax rebates, income tax rebates, 
and a long-term cut in the actual tax rates that you actually pay. And, the, and, and Montanans who only make $20,000 a year are paying the top tax rate. So when, when the governor and the Republican supermajority lowered the top tax rate, they, they helped out the, the, some of the lowest income levels you'll find in the state of Montana. But, oh, no, 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 the, the liberal Associated Press, uh, listen, to this, uh, listen to this garbage uh, way that they, that they write this story. Montana Republican Governor Greg Gianforte, whose administration oversaw a reduction in income taxes and an increase in residential property taxes, oversaw a reduction in income taxes? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Signed into law a reduction in income taxes. This is just the most partisan trash you you will find when it comes from the, from the Associated Press and their little Montana news bites out of the AP. I mean, what a freaking joke! It, it's the Democrat Party talking points. Dem- and 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 how many how many folks even out there in Radio Land will will rip and read, rip and read. Oh, well, according to the Associated Press, and just repeat the fake news. Oversaw a reduction in income. Now, every governor has overseen an increase in residential property taxes because it happens all the freaking time because of our stupid property tax collection system, which is why the whole thing needs to be overhauled, which the governor agrees with us on. And so, anyways, this is absurd. He actually signed into law, and, and the Republican supermajority delivered property tax rebates, income tax rebates, and a reduction in income taxes. They didn't just oversee that. They did that. They made it happen. Now, let's also, now moving forward, get on with the business of overhauling this absurd property tax system that we have here in Montana. All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, and then they've got their climate lawsuit, the climate kids lawsuit story in here. Of course, they, they got really excited about that one. Probably why we're finally seeing some AP news headlines that we haven't seen in, in, in quite some time. Because, because, boy, they get a chance to take a shot at the governor and put out fake news ahead of the 2024 elections. And, and then they get a chance to cheerlead their, their stupid little climate lawsuit, uh, which wants to shut down a natural gas power plant in Laurel, Montana, in the midst of severe cold weather. Makes sense, right? Makes, makes total sense all the way around. Uh, just, a, just another ri- reminder, as John Jackson would say, that all these people are all freaking nuts. He, he says it better, though. I forget the exact phrase he uses. All right, let's see. Speaking of people being nuts, uh, the World Economic Forum uh, still underway back in Davos. Oh, Avi Yemeni from Rebel News sure burst their bubble, didn't he? Uh, it's funny, um, you know, Avi uh, Yemeni from Rebel News was the guy who confronted John Kerry. And he was talking a little bit about the backstory on, on Fox and Friends earlier this morning. I thought it was interesting because uh, because he was saying how, you know, normally at Davos and at the World Economic Forum, they only invite friendly media. You have to have an invite to be there. Then he shows up and crashes the party and meets meets him on the boardwalk, under the boardwalk, not down by the sea, but in Davos. So there, so he approaches John Kerry. They think, oh, friend, because it's nothing but a, but a bunch of fake journalist cronies that go there and repeat their propaganda. Then Avi Yemeni shows up and bursts their bubble and starts asking questions, basic common questions that any Joe Schmo might ask and bursts their big old climate hypocrite bubble, didn't he? Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. 
Well, one of our region's largest farm and ranch shows is underway in Great Falls. And Town Square Media Market President Ron Corb says that for over 50 years now, the KMON Maggie is a can't-miss event in north-central Montana. The Maggie is basically a farm ranch overall ag show, right? So it stands for Montana Agricultural Industrial Exhibit. And that's the name that's been signed years and years and years ago. So it's anything really in industry, right? Especially farm ranch. And so that's what we're keeping track of. And that's the people that we have here. So if you're in that industry, if you're in farm ranch ag, you need to be at the Maggie show. It's awesome. There's lots of people. There's great, great attendance. And our exhibitors are excited to be here too. So we, they want to see it. And he says the Maggie is more than just a farm and ranch show. It's also a reunion for the ag community. We get together to see the people we haven't seen for a while, get a chance to talk, a lot of social, a lot of networking, a lot of things happen here at the Maggie Show beyond just looking at booths and stuff. And so I'm not, the other thing that's pretty um, interesting to me over the years, because I'm not a farm kid, is to watch um, to watch the technology change, to see how things have changed over the years and grown. And um, it's pretty interesting to see where it's been and where it's come from, where it's come from. And I would even say, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm going to be here to watch it. Now, this year's Maggie runs through tomorrow in Great Falls. They're at the Expo Park. By the way, another popular farm and ranch show in our region is coming up next week. It's the Colorado Farm Show running January 23rd through the 25th in Greeley. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. Gentlemen, Miles City Livestock Commission will host a stock cow and bred heifer sale along with a feeder special and all-class cattle sale on Tuesday, January 23rd. Offering some of the best bred cattle in the region, featuring 90 black white-faced heifers bred to Stevenson and Malik Bulls, 70 black fancy heifers bred to Tahoe. Feeder sale starts at 9 a.m. with the replacement heifers at 11.30. Bred heifers and stock cows selling at 1.30. See all the consignments for the January 23rd stock cow and bred heifer sale at MilesCityLivestock.net. Wheat Growers of the North, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Well, this week, the National Wheat Foundation released the results of the quality component of its 2023 National Wheat Yield Contest. Ann Osborne, National Wheat Foundation's project manager for the Yield Contest, said the goal is to promote continuous improvement, not only in terms of higher yields, but also higher quality. Now, to evaluate quality, the hard wheat samples were milled and analyzed at the Northern Crops Institute in Fargo, North Dakota, while soft wheat samples were sent to the Wheat Marketing Center in Portland, Oregon. And we did have some notables from right here in Western Egg Network country. In fact, out of the hard red winter wheat class, Travis Freeberg out of Pine Bluffs, Wyoming, took second place. In the hard red spring wheat class, first place went to Brad Disrud from Rolla, North Dakota, while third place went to Devin Laufer out of Mott, North Dakota. Congratulations to everyone. Really, winners spanned from Virginia to Oregon in this year's contest. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, lots of ground to cover for you here this morning, but you know I'm going to miss something, or you know there's something out there that you're going to want to talk about. Phone number 406-294-0970. You know, uh, Nancy said, they, well, she always says something interesting, and always says a few things interesting. She, uh, yeah, I, One of the things she said the other day that I thought was really interesting on Saturday mornings, you know, she, she of course tunes into our friends Tom and Shane on uh, 1450 KMMS Bozeman. Nancy and Roundup tuning into Tom and Shane on Saturday mornings, and 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 that's always great. But then she said she flipped over to WABC in New York City, and she just wanted to listen to talk radio in New York City to see what they're talking about, see what people in New York City are talking about, right? And I think WABC's that's the big Sean Hannity station, right? I think I always hear. Sean Hannity giving a shout out to WABC. So my assumption is that WABC is, you know, the uh, there's a lot of conservative talk radio there. So the callers you're going to get in, in there, you know, might be a little different. I mean, I'm sure it's not totally conservative talk. There, there's other programs too, but but uh, but you're going to get a you know a certain perspective listening to that station. So she was, but but it was still interesting nonetheless because she was saying, "Oh man." The, People there were talking about all the problems they're having with all the illegal aliens. I mean, we here back in Montana talked about the fact that kids got kicked out of school so that illegal aliens could could use the school instead and just how outrageous that was. And we know that, you know, there's people getting kicked out of hotel rooms so that illegal aliens can be given free rooms instead paid for by you, me and, and the rest of the taxpayers out there. But there, she was talking about all these other problems that they're having as well. Um, on, a, on a related note. Uh, I, I doubt he's on WABC, but you guys know that uh, uh, the black radio host, uh, Charlemagne, he calls himself Charlemagne the God. That sounds a little blasphemous to me, though, so I'm just going to call him Charlemagne. No offense. He seems like a nice enough guy, and he's willing to actually, uh, you know, uh, speak honestly. But anyway, there's a Fox News story here that Charlemagne is sounding the alarm about the impact that the uh, legal alien, uh, the illegal alien crisis is having on working class voters, many of whom are calling into his radio show expressing their outrage. And he's saying this could really hurt Democrats going into the 2024 election. Uh, I guess he did an interview with Fox News Digital. Uh, and, uh, oh, well, if this was a Fox News interview, we could probably uh, carry a longer version of it because uh, it, yeah, it might be interesting to hear the whole thing. But uh, but anyway, very interesting uh, what he had to say here, because, you know, you think about it. Conservative talk radio, sometimes, you know, we're talking to our friends. I mean, we get some <laughs> some left wing crazies that will call in from time to time, too. And that's part of the fun. And we get everyday folks that listen in, especially in election years. I mean, it's even bigger. But. But when a black and largely left-leaning radio host is saying, man, I'm telling you guys, working-class folks, working-class uh, black folks, especially in New York, New Jersey, and elsewhere, are, are ticked off about what's going on with these illegal aliens, that means something. I'll, I'll share part of what he had to say coming up in 60 seconds after this Fox News update. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. More missiles are fired by the U.S. military at Houthi rebel launch sites in Yemen used to target commercial and military ships. Launched from U.S. ships and submarines in the Red Sea, the missiles targeted more than a dozen sites in Yemen, according to Pentagon sources. 
Only hours after a drone attacked and started a fire aboard a U.S.-owned and operated vessel in the Gulf of Aden off Yemen's southwestern coastline. Fox's Jack Callahan. Former President Trump attends his mother-in-law's funeral in Florida today, calling a federal judge in New York nasty for not delaying a defamation damages trial for the day. Things were tense at the trial yesterday, with the judge blasting the former president for outbursts, threatening him with expulsion after he ignored several requests to remain quiet while writer E. Jean Carroll testified. Fox's Sue Guzman. Uh, Carroll's going to be back on the stand this morning for more cross-examination this morning. America's listening to Fox News. All right, so here you go. This is part of what Charlemagne, uh, black radio host back on the East Coast, very very popular, very uh, very impactful uh, radio host back there. He he does you know what we get to do here in Montana, what we get the honor of doing, which is just getting a chance to talk to everyday folks, taking your phone calls. You know, if if we were just sitting in a little little bubble, you know, and and all we do is report what we think you need to hear, what we think you want to hear. And, and if that's all we do is here's our 30 minute report, news, weather, sports, funny, ha ha at the end. I mean, no matter how good of a job we, we, we do at that, you can get in your own bubble. Being in Helena, Montana, being in the Capitol, sometimes even being in the legislature, you can get in your own little bubble. Now, legislators, uh, especially the Republicans that aren't that that don't just live in the university districts of Missoula and Bozeman and in Helena. Now, those Republicans, they live in Weibo and they live in uh, Glendive and they live in in Vida. And so they get out and they and they get out. So they get to hear from everyday people. So if they got in a bubble, the bubble can get burst very quickly. And so so we get a chance to hear from folks. And, and hear what people are really thinking, what people are really fired up about. Charlemagne gets to do the same thing. Listen to what he has to say about what he's hearing from his uh, his listeners back on the East Coast. And I mean, I've heard everything from, you know, uh, uh, the gang, MS-13, you know, uh, overrunning neighborhoods. I've heard, um, you know, what we saw just happened in New York City where the migrants... They took 2,000 migrants and, and, and put them in the school and made the school stay home, made the, the students stay home and, 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 and uh, you know, do school via, via, via Zoom. And that was a big issue. Like, I mean, people were calling the radio station. That was just this week, you know, really, really, really complaining about that. So I've never seen, you know, working class people who I interact with every day until this past year really, really, really express their frustration for the migrants. And it's not even just the people. Like, you see politicians who once, you know, champions having the migrants in the city, like the mayor, Eric Adams of New York. Now they're like, yo, hold up. This is, this is too much. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's why I think what Texas first started doing when they started, uh, you know, busing these illegal aliens that were invading their communities and started sending them to Washington, D.C. and started sending them to sanctuary cities like New York City. Not only did they call out these hypocrites, not only did they say, hey, you handle your own mess, but but finally they've they've woken up these these other communities and those these other voters with the with the the scam with the crisis with the treason that this administration is is conducting in America right now and they're seeing the impacts of it and by the way it's not just New York City it's the reservations in Montana it's every other community in Montana but the reservations are being hit twice as hard with the Mexican drug cartel fentanyl Democrat voters are getting hit even harder by Democrat policies. The question is, is will they finally abandon this party that has clearly abandoned them? That's the question heading into 2024.
All right, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Jim Jordan, I got to get to this story next. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Okay, all right, before I get into this big Jim Jordan story, uh, big story, uh, alarming surveillance. The feds asked banks, big banks, uh, the you know the big East Coast banks, to search private transactions for terms like MAGA and Trump. Uh, one bank allegedly handed over information to the FBI voluntarily and without any legal process whatsoever. So that literally they were they were trying to spy on people that were shopping for basic things, even people that were shopping for things like Bibles. If you were at a Dick's Sporting Goods or at a at a Cabela's, uh, apparently they were they were they were trying to spy on you through your banking records. Uh, I think uh, what was the, the bank that's mentioned here here in particular? Uh Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'll find that for you here in just a second. All right, but but first, uh, actually, I think Jim Jordan might even mention it in this uh, soundbite that I'm going to play for you. But but first, uh, I had to kind of laugh here. So uh, I was looking through some of our Montana Talks uh, messages that come in on the app. Sometimes later in the morning, man, especially in that 9 o'clock hour, we get so many phone calls coming in. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm I'm too busy yapping with you to to necessarily uh, be, be staring down at emails and messages the whole time. Thankfully, our producer, Travis, will print them up for us. But uh, yesterday in the 9 o'clock hour, we interviewed Montana Senator Steve Daines. We talked about the border security negotiations, the latest uh, government funding bill, uh, the, the Houthis and, and so much in the Middle East and how basically every single one of these of, of these Trump policies that Joe Biden reversed uh, have caused so much chaos. And really, all you got to do is put all these Trump policies back into effect. You know, just build the wall, secure the border, remain in Mexico, uh, you name it. You know, just and and yeah, yeah. Now the Biden administration is is finally going to list the Houthis as a terrorist organization. But even still, they're not going to the full length uh, extent that Donald Trump went to. So they're 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 weakening it even once again here. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Frank and Kalispell said this uh, because we we also talked about the Iowa caucuses and how you know Donald Trump secured a major uh, not not just a victory in Iowa but a historic victory in the Iowa caucuses earlier this week. And and I made the point, and, and Senator Daines talked about it a little bit more. I made the point that that now because of this historic victory in the Iowa caucuses. That, that more and more uh, folks are calling for exactly what Senator Steve Daines called for months ago, which is, look, it's clear Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. These conservatives need to withdraw from the race. These other Republicans need to withdraw from the race and rally around and unite behind the Republican candidate. Anyway, Frank in Kalispell, I think I think he's I think he's the guy on Twitter that's always uh, always you know bashing Trump and and promoting Ron DeSantis, and I, I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis too, so I, I get why he likes Ron DeSantis. But uh, I think both Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and President Trump uh, have have both done an incredible job. But Frank in Kalispell said this because we were I joked at the very end of the interview about how hey by the way what. Where are the the Democrat uh, Iowa caucus results? One of our listeners had had made a joke about that on the app. I said, "Hey, where 
Where's the results of the Democrats' Iowa caucus? Oh, that's right. They they didn't even have a caucus. They they cancel elections. They try to remove candidates off the ballot, and they cancel elections because democracy. They're saving democracy by not having elections <laughs> is what they did in Iowa. Anyway, Frank and Kalispell said this. Steve Daines shouldn't criticize the Democrats for not having a primary. He's been using Mitch McConnell's Senate Leadership Fund to pressure early Trump endorsements and called for all Republican candidates to drop out months ago. Now, first, uh, a serious response uh, to Frank's message, because I think he's called in before and, and sounds like a nice guy and sounds like somebody I'd agree with on most things. But the serious response to that is, first off, uh, OK, there's a difference here. The Democrats outright not having an Iowa caucus and the Democrats removing candidates off of the ballot, that's way different than simply, you know, speaking your opinion and encouraging people to withdraw from the race. Physically removing them from the ballot and not allowing people to vote for them is totally different than than us encouraging people to drop out of the race. It's no different than encouraging somebody to vote for this guy over that guy, to vote for this gal over that gal. Uh, that's part of the process. That's free speech. But but canceling a caucus, not even having one, trying to physically remove uh, RFK so that so the Democrats can't vote for a Kennedy because because Biden's are the are are, are the you know no questions asked uh, you know the 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 essence of of privilege. That's totally different. I think I think people understand. Now, I got to laugh, though, because I, what I find really funny about Frank's message from Kalispell is Steve Daines is using Mitch McConnell's Senate leadership fund to get people to support Trump. That wasn't that funny. Think about this. We all know Mitch McConnell and, and Mitch McConnell's very unpopular right now. I think Mitch McConnell, I, I think he's on his way out. In fact, one thing I didn't ask Senator Daines about yesterday, there was a Daily Coast, a liberal blog, that had speculation that that if Republicans win back the Senate majority in November, hey, maybe Wyoming Senator John Barrasso could be the next Senate majority leader. Maybe Montana Senator Steve Daines, especially if he is successful in winning back the Republican Senate majority, could be the next Senate majority leader. And because I think they believe what I believe, which is I think I think they see that that, that Mitch McConnell is on his way out. He's had some troubles with health re, uh, lately. It's it's so maybe he's he's eyeing the exits finally. But on but we all know that Mitch McConnell does not like Donald Trump. And yet Senator Steve Daines is using what Frank and Kalispell refers to as McConnell's Senate leadership fund to support Trump. Genius. Absolutely genius by Senator Steve Daines. I just find that comical. I, I find that very comical here. So that and that, but I think that's also why I think, you know, the the some the never Trumpers out there and the and, and the folks that, that want to take shots at Steve Daines. They'll say, oh, well, he's he's just being a pawn of Mitch McConnell. Well, really? Um, so he's using the Senate leadership post to back Trump. Mitch McConnell doesn't like Trump. And oh, by the way, the candidate for U.S. Senate, Republican Senate candidate, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy, endorsed Donald J. Trump months ago. That's who Steve Daines 
Governor Gianforte and Congressman Zinke and, and several other conservatives are backing. He he endorsed Donald J. Trump months ago. In fact, he was in the, in Iowa for the Iowa caucuses giving stump speeches for Donald J. Trump. Oh, but no, it's all Mitch McConnell. Uh, no, maybe actually it's the other way around. Maybe Senator Steve Daines is convincing his fellow Republican senators, hey, guys, if we want to win back the Senate, we got to unite and rally behind Donald J. Trump, and we got to unite and rally behind candidates who can win in 2024. <laughs> anyway, so, Frank, thanks for that message because uh, I, 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 I just uh, – that sparked a really I, – I thought, I thought a good conversation that needs to be had. Okay, Jim Jordan. The big story here of the day, alarming surveillance, the feds pressuring private banks, the big banks, you know, the big East Coast based banks, not your Montana based banks, pressuring them to help spy on American citizens. Do we not have privacy anymore in America? Uh, is this not a constitutional violation, unreasonable search and seizure? Yeah, now in the last year, Sean, we, we've exposed the censorship where you had big government, big tech, big media, big academia working to censor Americans. Now we have financial surveillance where it's big government working with big banks, big corporations to surveil, to spy on Americans. And so it was big banks looking and searching private transactions using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to, to find out what, what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Scary stuff. All it looks like without any warrant, without any legal process, they undertook this as a way to identify domestic violent extremists. And here, here's Here's what it sounds a lot like. Remember that that memorandum in Richmond about uh, pro-life Catholics are extremists because they go to church and they're pro-life and they talk about, you know, protecting human That's exactly what these documents sound like. We're right on the on the you know front edge of this. We'll see how it all progresses. But it's scary stuff. It's financial surveillance of the American people. Look, and, and let's go back to Trump and DeSantis here. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, again, huge fan of Ron DeSantis. Uh, uh, you know, at this point, I'd love to see him on the ballot in 2028, uh, barring, you know, some, you know, other, you know, other things on the horizon. But but he, he had a soundbite that I, I, I respectfully disagreed with him the other day. He said he said Trump's running because of his issues. I'm running because of your issues. And what I respectfully disagreed with Ron DeSantis was is I said this. I can't remember when this was. I said I said Trump's issues are our issues. Trump's issues are the American people's issues, securing the border. But but also this, the weaponization, the weaponization of government. And this is where Nikki Haley and, and the rest of them dropped the ball. They have refused, by and large, to stand up against the weaponization of the federal government that's been targeted not just on Donald J. Trump, but as you can see from this report, spying on your purchases at outdoor gear uh, uh, shops. These are your issues, too. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minutes. Uh, as of now, according to NPR in Boston, nearly 4,000 Democratic voters have switched their affiliation to Republican or undeclared ahead of the primary, according to the New Hampshire's Secretary of State's office. Am I blaming Nikki Haley in any way for this? No, I am not. I've not seen any evidence that she's actively or our campaign is actively involved in, in doing this but it's happening and it's it's been the way new hampshire works for a long time that would be certainly one way to try and game the system and use the system in one's benefit but when you have four thousand democratic voters that switch their affiliation to republican or undeclared ahead of the primary uh is it so are they following the the advice of people like 
David Plouffe. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Clean nose. Healthy Life. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, Kamala Harris is scared as heck. Scared as heck heading into 2024. That's a soundbite. She was on The View. That's a soundbite that's getting a lot of attention uh, here on the national uh, networks this morning. want to get to that. Let's see. What else do we got? For, oh, we've got some highlights from the or lowlights, shall we say, from uh, from uh, Klaus Schwab uh, and and the uh, the World Economic Forum and the crazy uh, stuff that those guys are saying back there What the global elites have planned for you. Lots to get to here this morning. Uh, oh, we got a, uh, more conversation, more audio when it comes to the Treasury Department asking the banks to filter. You know what? Let's jump right into that one. Uh, thanks to our producer, Travis, for snagging that. I saw we had the Jim Jordan audio from Hannity last night. But let's see. This is part of what they had to say on Fox and Friends earlier this morning about how the feds are, are, are spying on you. And they're trying to get the big and not tr- just trying, but even Bank of America, apparently, is now being forced to respond to the story because Bank of America complied with this outrageous request. And uh, that's detailed in the Fox News story. To a developing story now, House Republicans demanding answers from the Biden administration over, quote, alarming surveillance on you, the American people. So documents show federal investigators asked banks to comb through transactions for terms like MAGA and Trump. So those aren't the only phrases. Financial institutions were told to key in on in the aftermath of January 6th. To put it all together, Brooke Singman, who has written the story on .com, joins us right now with details. Good morning, Brooke. Good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. That's right. So House Republicans are now seeking answers from a former Treasury official after the agency told banks to flag consumer transactions that included terms like Trump or MAGA. Documents show that banks were told to search for customer data for other key phrases, including popular sports stores like Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, and Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, federal officials also asked those banks 
banks to comb through customer transactions for book purchases, including religious texts like the Bible and media sub subscriptions. Officials allegedly said those pur purchases could indicate extremism. Now, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, who is leading this investigation, says search of those transactions violate Americans' constitutional rights. Listen. So it was big banks looking and searching private transactions using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to, to find out what, what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Scary stuff. All it looks like without any warrant, without any legal process, they undertook this as a way to identify domestic violent extremism. Jordan now writing a letter to the former director of Financial Crimes Enforcement Network saying, quote, FinCEN used large financial institutions to comb through the private transactions of their customers for suspicious charges on the basis of protected political and religious expression. Now, in a separate letter, Jordan asked FBI Director Ray to make a senior official available for an interview related to Bank of America. Now, that bank turned over customer data related to the purchases of firearms, hotels, and Airbnbs leading up to and after January 6th. So far, the FBI has declined to comment. All right, there you go. So that's uh, that's even more on that story uh, from what we shared earlier. Uh, let's see, Randy at Fishtail uh, with a great message here. Something to think about. Something to think about here from Randy and Fishtail. If you aren't paying cash for all firearm-related items, you're not paying attention. That gr great thought uh, to chew on there, Randy. Thanks for that message. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, all this stuff is timely, too, given the fact that we are going to be at the big SHOT Show next week. Uh, in fact, uh, we're going to do a little scene set or a little preview for you, I think, coming up later on in the 7 o'clock hour of the program. That's right, we've got Mark Oliva. Mark Oliva is the Managing uh, Director of Public Affairs for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They're the ones that put on it biggest gun and outdoor gear show in the world we're going to be there for three days of coverage next week in fact I've, i i promoted this on the radio yesterday i said hey if if any montanas if you're going to be down there or our listeners you're going to be at the shot show in vegas come see us we're going to have microphones open for you so i, I had people text me hey we'll be there can we be on the show uh yeah i said anybody can come and see us uh but, but we'll do a scene setter for you later in the seven